The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OA Now here. I'm Sammy Termina, blogger of the Dragon of the um around the OAA. Um and I'm the host of Between Terminus and also one of the hosts of Last Three Brain Cells and Oriented Television. Like to um welcome those hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also watching on Oriented Television as well. Um lot to look at this week, obviously. Um obviously we um gotta break down, obviously. Um we're gonna break down a little bit of Athens' um O and two start. I'm a little worried about them. Um but also the big story, um that is um surrounded us all week has been the um what happened at Oxford um last week. Um if you haven't heard, um, you know, but um of course four people lost their lives on um Tuesday. Um it was a school shooting um that happened there. Um obviously we're gonna honor the four. Um as I mentioned in the um earlier um as i mentioned on friday um if you want to listen to the um tribute to the oxford um to the um four of oxford they're on my blog at sammy i don't know at saginaw bay 4650 at blogspot.com um so when you really look at the um so when you really look at the um what's been going on um it's been it's been challenging i mean it's been a I mean, seeing a lot of games get canceled. Some of the games have been getting, getting re um rescheduled. Um, I mean, like, and then of course schools are still um not in session. I know a lot of places have been going online learning. Um, you know, especially in the high schools. You know, with what happened. Um, obviously, you know, I mean, like, you really look at, you got to honor the four. I mean, you got to honor the four, um, the four that lost their lives, the seven that were hurt, um, in that tragedy. Um, I've been thinking about it all week and clearly, I mean, like, I know there was some failures within the, um, school system. I mean, like, obviously, um, that could have prevented this, but I'm not going there. Um. Obviously, when you look at the um, when you look at the tributes, the visuals, um, you know they speak for themselves. I mean, that tells you how how much um, and then obviously this weekend with um, you know this past weekend, of course, the Big Ten championship game. We had the moment of silence. Then you had the um, the Mir family doing the coin toss. Um, honorary captains. Um, Aiden Hutchinson at Michigan, um, devoting, um, wearing wrist, wrist tape, devoting it to, um, Tate Muir. Um, and then, of course, um, Michigan also wearing the patch, the, um, the Ox, the Oxford O, um, honoring, um, you know, with Tate Muir's, um, initials and numbers and four, um, hearts on it. I thought that was a very classy move by Michigan for them to do that. And then... The most unique thing of that game was that Michigan put up 42 points against Iowa. And, you know, 42 was Tate Mears' number. 
Now, 42 is very is very legendary with Oxford because Zach Line wore that number. Prescott Line wore that number. Ben Line wore that number. Um, and then Tate Meir wore that number. Um, now, he didn't wear it in his freshman year. Um, but he was called up to varsity as a freshman. Um, and then, and then of course, the Lions-Vikings game, of course, both teams, um, wore the Oxford O, um, on their, um, helmets, and then, and then, um, and then the Lions won that game. I know Coach Dan Campbell dedicated the game to the, to to the village of Oxford, to the um city, to the kids of Oxford, the entire city of Oxford. Um, and I think that was a very good gesture for him to do that. Um, obviously, when you look at Tate Mir is going to get a lot of the attention, obviously because of his um football background. But I don't, I don't think a lot of people knew he was an all-state wrestler, and I think that's something that. You know, I'm a little, I was a little, you know, when I read the, you know, the top news media, they didn't mention that he was an all-state wrestler. And that's something that, that, that does bother me. It, it really does bother me a little bit. I mean, he was going to be very instrumental for that wrestling program this year. Um, you know, and then you look at, Oxford in the future, you know, I mean, like, you know, because they, I mean, like, in football especially, they had a really good year. I mean, a really, really good year um, in football, obviously, especially playing a murder's roll schedule like they did. Um, and basically, you know, they had an 0-3 start, turned their season around, um, that win against Lake Orion really turned their season around. Um, and then you got, um, and then they got, you know, they beat Chippewa Valley on a really dramatic play. Um, and then they got into the postseason, um, went into Clarkston and beat them. Um, Tate was really very instrumental in that game, um, especially with his blocking um, in that one. And then he had the only touchdown in their district final loss to Rochester Adams. Um, so when you look at what he did... You know, and then I've been hearing been hearing reports. I mean, like, I don't know if I can confirm it or not, but on that Tuesday, you know, he was trying to help. You know, he was he was um he went and tried to confront the shooter and that now that's what I've been hearing. I haven't heard or confirmed this, but that's what I've been hearing. A lot of reports about that. Um you know, so that's why on Friday, you know, when I um, spoke about Tate, um, I called him a warrior because, you know, he's a guy that would never back down for anybody. He would never back down of a challenge. And, you know, and I think, you know, if um, the reports are accurate, you know, and he saved a lot of lives that day. But. You know, it's really heartbreaking and sad that he's not here with us. And also the three others um, that are not here with us to this day. Um, Gavin, Gavin Schilling. I mean, oh, Justin Schilling. Um, he was a bowler. He was a bowler. I mean, a um, co-captain of the um, Oxford bowling team. I mean, 
You know, I mean, his story. I mean, you know, here's a guy, here's a um, young man that um, you know, really good bowler. He was a really good bowler. Um, I mean, he was a senior. Um, you know, but um, I mean, he was supposed to be one of the um, their top guys this year. And you know, to see this happen. It's I'm hard, I'm trying to get the words out. It's 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 hard, you know, especially in wake of this, you know, this whole this tragedy. I mean, but I know that at the hospital, um, he wanted to be in he wanted to be a donor and they donated his organs. Um over at Beaumont and over at Beaumont. Um which I thought was a really really great gesture. I mean, half of the town of Oxford was there to see it happen. Um, you know, so it's, it's hard, you know, it's hard, you know, I'm trying to, trying to do the best I can here emotionally. I mean, it's, it's hard. Um, Anna St. Juliana was a girls basketball player, freshman, freshman, um, played freshman volleyball this year. I mean, was going to do great things. Um, you know, part of that, Loaded freshman class um, for Coach Rachel Breyer. I mean, you know, and I think, you know, obviously when you look at Oxford in girls basketball, I mean, yes, they were going to be very young this year. Um, St. Juliana was going to be an important part of that freshman team. And, you know, and and then she played freshman volleyball this year. Um, and... It's just it's it's hard. I know she was a she was a very good cook, um, really good um, really good um, you know she would she would volunteer her time you know to do do anything, you know she I mean like um I know that you know she was a really good kid really good kid, and then there's Madison Baldwin I mean. I mean, like, she transferred to Oxford from Clarkston um, this year. Um, has got, I mean, gotten scholarships for her artwork. Um, was an artist. Um, you know, and, you know, and, um, you know, and um, she, was a, um, she was a really smart girl. Really smart girl. It's, it's, it's just hard to describe these four because, you know, because they had their lives ahead of them. They had their full lives ahead of them. And they were taken from us. They were taken away from us. And there's no words. There really is. And then especially with what that what the community of Oxford has to go through. I mean I mean like they're still shaking. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of nerves, um, you know, and it's gonna be hard for them to recover. I mean, it's gonna be hard for them to recover in wake of this, and especially with what's been going on this past week, um, all the visuals, you know. Then you have the funerals coming up this week. Gonna be really difficult. Um, I mean, and I knew two of them. 
I mean, it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be really, really difficult. I mean, obviously, when you look at the impacts of the athletic programs over at Oxford, um, you could, I mean, like, this tragedy has really impacted all their teams. It really has. I mean, obviously, for bowling, I mean, you lose a co-captain. Um, and then girls basketball, volleyball, you lose a very talented player. Um, and then football, you lose your captain for next year. That's hard to imagine. What, what is, what happened? And I know that, you know, and I know it's, it's really, it's, it's really difficult. It's really, it's really, it's hard for me to put words with what's been going on. I mean, but you know, um, I know there's been a lot of positive, um, you know, go around the community with the visuals, with other communities supporting the Oxford community. I mean, you know, we mentioned what Michigan did. I mentioned what the Lions did. Um, I mean, like, um, to, to just honor them, you know, to honor the four. I mean, I mean, like, and, you know, and I know a lot of, a lot of community, other communities have really gathered around and supported Oxford. I know Lake Orion has because, you know, Lake Orion, you know, you look at them, they're the rival to Oxford. You know, they're the, you know, and I, and I mentioned this on Friday was the, if you, if you heard of the show, it's a classic 30 on 30, 30 on ESPN called War, War, I mean like Roll Tide, War Eagle. That's the rivalry between Alabama and Auburn. Um, Where back in 2011, where, um, Tuscaloosa got hit on April 27th by an EF4 tornado. Um, Alabama got a lot of help from the, from the community um, that day, the day after, in the weeks ahead. And Auburn, who's Alabama's arch rival, um, their then coach, Dean Chiswick, um, had um, the administration, his players, um, all go out to Tuscaloosa just to help. And they did that. Um, you know, and I think Lake Orion, you know, is in a very similar place to Auburn because the rivalry is going to always be there. It's going to always be there. But when you're in a in time of need, you got to be there for them. You have to. You know, and give them the support, give them the love that they need. And that's where Lake Orion, you know, is in a really, really unique spot because they're the neighbor. They're right next door to Oxford. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously you look at Clarkston, you look at Rochester. I mean, they're about 15, 20 minutes away from Oxford. You know, Lake Orion is right there. You know? I mean, I know he got Lapeer to the, to the north. I mean, like, and, but Lake Orion's got a really 
special place for Oxford. I mean, I've seen when driving up on M24, you look at the hashtag Oxford Strong, and you know, they've always been strong. Oxford's been a real tight knit, tough community, and that's how they're gonna have to be going forward. Um, so when you really look at, you know, what in wake of what's happened, obviously, you know that it's gonna be maybe a couple weeks until everything gets back to normal over there at Oxford. Um, I know that their boys basketball team practiced at Basketball America um, on Saturday. Um, haven't heard anything from the girls basketball program. Um, have they done any, have they, or wrestling team? Or, I mean, like, um, but, you, but when you look at time of healing, and, it, and it's going to ta- it's going to take a long time for Oxford to heal, um, because of what's happened, because of, because of everything that's, you know, I mean, the, I mean, like, it's going to be a little bit until, you know, you can get the community, I mean, until you can get students back there at Oxford. It's going to take a little while. Um, but, you know, when you look at every the positives, I mean, everybody coming together. I mean, everybody just coming to support um, these kids, um, you know, what they've had to go through. Um, you look at, obviously, everything decked out in them. Um, Blue and yellow. I mean, those are Oxford's colors. I mean, you see the rocks at Lake Orion, Troy, Athens. Um, I mean, New Baltimore, Anchor Bay, even decorated, um, painted their, um, painted, um, not sure what it is, um, blue and yellow. I mean, to honor, to, to honor what is, what happened. I mean, it's really, it's really, it's really difficult. It's really difficult to, um, to just digest everything that's went wrong. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, um, and it's going to be another, it's going to be a challenge, obviously. I mean, it's really difficult. Um, but the thing I ask, for OA Nation is to keep the Oxford community in their pray in your prayers. Um, of course, heart and hearts and prayers are to the families of the four um, and also the seven. Um, you know who were hurt in the um, tragedy on Tuesday. Um, it's, I mean, like you don't know how you feel. You don't know, you know, you feel numb. You feel, you feel shaken, you know, even talking about this. I mean, like today, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel very shaken. You know what I mean? Just seeing what happened on that Tuesday. I mean, it, it, it's hard to just famine that something like this would happen in your own backyard. It's hard to imagine. 
And but I lost for words. Just lost for words. Um obviously, um, you know, when you look at when Oxford does come back, um, I think when they do come back, I think they're gonna be stronger than ever. I really do. Um the emotions, the you know, I mean, especially the the sports where um the three at the three um players were, you know what I mean? We're at, you know. I mean, like, um, I expect Oxford to be back stronger than ever. Um, to play in their honor. Um and I know when I look at the um proposals um going around the petitions, um over at Oxford High School. Um, obviously, you know, there there was a petition to name the football stadium after Tate Mir. Um, and then, of course, the um, library after Anna St. Juliana and the Performance and Arts Center under Madison Baldwin. I mean, you know, and I could see those getting approved easily. I really do. I mean, I know there's been a lot of, a lot of calls for it. I mean, and... I think it'd be a really, really good, um, great thing if the Oxford School Board were to do it, you know, were to do that. Every time I think about, you know what I mean, that, and I think that's something to honor, you know what I mean, is to do that. And I think that would make the best case scenario here, would be the best case, is, you know, to honor those four and, you know, by naming the stadium after Tate, naming the library after Anna, and then naming the um, Performance Arts Center under Madison. It would make a lot of sense. Really would. It really would. Um, obviously, when you look at the, um, you know, we go from, from the tragedy. I know there's a lot still to be talked about with the tragedy. Um, I would like to um, talk uh, other, I mean, like to talk, some sports a little bit here. I mean, girls basketball, um, we've had um, some games played um, in the early part of the week. I do want to dissect. Um, I mean, Troy Athens, is a, their start um, at 0-2, I mean, like, it's, that's a little bit of a head scratch for me coming into the year. Um, other games that occurred, um, <laughs> I want to break down a little bit, was that um, Clarkson Birmingham Marion game um, that was, on that Monday, obviously. Um, but Troy Athens' 0-2 starts really puzzling me. And the reason why I say this is it's pretty simple. Um, when you look at the Red Hawks, I mean, like, there were a lot of expectations for them this year. Um, a lot of experience coming back. A lot of talent. Um, you know, I thought to myself, you know, you look at this team, I thought, okay, Troy Athens is going to make the next step. I think they're ready to take the next step. They got a lot of experience back. And here they are. They said 0-2. I'm going like, what's going on here? I mean, yeah, Royal Oak Shrine's a pretty good team. But they lost to Seaholm. And they lost them by 22. That's mind-boggling. It really is. Now, I'm not knacking Seaholm. I think Seaholm's a really good team this year. I really like what Chris Manchester's team's done over there. But... To figure out Troy Athens, you know, I'm 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 still trying to figure out what they are. 
And, you know, the fact they're 0-2, it's a concern. Because here's a team that last year, you know, finished out strong. They beat Oxford on the road. And they haven't been able to use last year's success and move it into this year. I thought this year would be something that they could turn it around. That they could take that next step. Now, they didn't play in the postseason last year because of COVID. But the postseason, but but the um but their 0-2 start is absolutely mind-boggling to me. It really is. Um so that's one start I'm a little bit uh I'm going like got my eyes going a little bit go what's going on with Athens? What's going on with them? Um obviously um you look at um you look at of course Groves' start. Um Groves has been looking really good there. They're out to a 2 and 0 start. Um knocked off Novi um 50-30 um the other night. I mean like um it looks like Coach Allison Heidi's got that team heading in the right direction. I mean, you know, obviously with um the dis- with the um offseason they had last year. Um when you look at Groves, um, you know, you know, with Heidi there, um, I think this the schedule's clearly lightened a little bit for them. Um, I don't think Novi's as good as they've been in years past though. Um but I'm curious to see what Groves is when they get into league play. And I think that Lake Orion game is going to be really interesting. Um, when you look at Groves. Um, but when I look at the Falcons, I I think that, um you know, Jordan Peterson's playing good right now. You got, um, they've got others have been playing really well as well. Um, just a lot to really look at um you know with groves and they're off to a really nice start um two and oh um really really been rolling um Seahome's also the same thing they're off to a good start as well um like the play of Shea Manchester um Seahome's got something going um really well right now um I mean Clarkson's coming off a um really tough loss to Birmingham Marion, um, you know, but when you look at the Wolves, I mean, obviously I talked about this last week was, you know, Maddie Sikorsky's going to have to do more and then some for them. I mean, obviously, um, I think that's really interesting to see with, um, with Clarkston right now with how they've been playing. Um, but Aaron Goodnow has got to address the interior. I mean, like, that could be where Clarkston's Achilles Hill is, is in that interior. Because they're not big. They're not a big team. I mean, you know, and that's a concern for um Coach Aaron Gunnow's team. That's a real big concern for them. Um and Birmingham Marion did a really good job exposing that. Um the I mean really exposing that and you know and the interior game. I mean so, so Sarah Sylvester had 11 points in that game. I mean, that's a big concern for them going forward. I mean, West Bloomfield's coming off a really tough loss to Dexter. Um, you know, they lost that, I believe they played Saturday. Um, 
when I look at West Bloomfield, you know, obviously the big problems I have for them is, yes, they rely a lot on the Davis sisters. I mean, and I know the Hendrixes are still out, um, one still out to January. Um, and my own Hooper's been transitioning to be more of a, more of a point guard. But when you look at this game, when you look at that game against Dexter, Dexter, yes, they're a good team, but still, I mean, like, West Bloomfield's in a completely transitional period. They have to go through that, and it has to happen during the season. So when you look at West Bloomfield in that loss to Dexter, you know, people are going to be around the state and go like, what? What happened to West Bloomfield? I mean, they're supposed to be good. Here's the thing. They have to go through a transitional period. You know, when you change coaches, you know, when you change coaches, that has to happen. A transition period has to happen. It happens in any sport. When you have a new coach, you have to, it, it has to happen. The transition period has to happen. And right now it's happening at West Bluefield. It's the transition period. It has to happen. Um, And then obviously with Stony Creek, you know, coming off a really tough loss to um, Westfield Prep. Um, I did, I mean, Sydney LaPerry had 27 points in that game. Um. When you look at Stony Creek, they're fine. I'm not pressing the panic button. Um, and on West Bloomfield's case, I'd say patience with them. I would say patience with West Bloomfield, patience with Stony Creek. Um, everything's fine with them. Everything's fine. Um, I know Stony's got really interesting games looming. I mean, Macomb Lance Cruz North coming up on Tuesday. That's a really interesting game. Uh, interesting coaching match between um between um Coach Mantuza and Coach James. That's gonna be really interesting. And then Thursday, the makeup game for them against Lake Orion. Um, I think that's gonna be a really good game between the Cougars and Dragons. Um, it'll be really interesting there. Um, and then you look at, and then you look at um Lake Orion. They were a team that played on um last Tuesday. Um against Rochester Hills, Ludor Northwest, um, won that game 50-37. Um, Maddie Ebert at 19, Kylie Heck at 10, um, um, to lead the Dragons there. Um, when you look at Lake Orion, I mean, Coach Bob Bridges has done a really nice job with that program. I mean, building it from the building it brick by brick. And when you look at the Dragons, obviously, um, you know they're getting good. They're getting solid play from Eddie Everett. They're getting solid play from Kylie Heck. Um, Taylor Dinda's done a really nice job. Chloe Weegers has done a really nice job. Um, you know bench play is going to be really important for this team um, going forward. And you know when you look at the Dragons, I mean like um, they got depth. They got um, you know I really think you know if they can find that third consistent scorer, could it be Audrey Wishmeyer? It's possible. I mean, you know, Audrey Wishmeyer is a um, really good shooter. She's a really good shooter. Um, I think Lake Orion, when I look at the white, and obviously when you look at Lake Orion, this is a team that could be really dangerous. And I, and I said this, this, they could be a really dangerous team. And obviously when you look at the Dragons, they're going to say, well, Rochester and Luther Northwest, I mean, like, um, they're not that good. I mean, that's not true at all. 
I mean, Emily Grookey's one of the best players in Oakland County. I mean, they held, they, she had 18 in that game. Well, Emily Grookey's one of the best players in Oakland County, and that says a lot. And I think Rochester lose or Northwestern. Well coached. I like Jimmy Mo, Coach Jimmy Moberg's team a lot. Um, they work hard. They're solid. They are a really good team. Um, so when you look at Lake Oregon getting a really good win on that Tuesday against Rochester, Luther Northwest, um, that was a really good win for them. Really good win for them. And then there's um, North Farmington. I mean, the Raiders are coming off a really good win against Wall Lake Central. Um, now, when I look at Wall Lake Central, I don't think they're that good this year. I just don't think they're that good. Um, Obviously, when you look at the eyeball test, um, you know, I know Matt Mowry was at that game. Um, you know, the balance that North Farmington has, obviously. And it, for them, it starts with Sella Leffler. It it starts with her. Penelope Curry's a really good good player as well. Um, for, um, for North Farmington, you know, right now, they're, I mean, like, they're off to a really good start, keeping that momentum from last season when they had that, um, Incredible turnaround where um that got them into the postseason the district final um where they ended up um doing a lot of damage until they got to um Farm Tills Mercy um obviously um obviously um we'll see what happens um we will see what happens um but North Farm is off to a really good start right now um you know when I look at the rest of the rest of the teams right now um you know a lot of them did not play last week because of the um of the tragedy with what's been going on at Oxford um but we'll know a lot more about some of these girls teams this week um we'll know a lot about them this week so that's something to really keep a close eye on as we go forward into um in the heart of girls basketball season. I know several schools have made have um got some games to make up. Um have gotten their game their makeup game set. Um Adams taking on Ortonville Brand oh and I also forgot to talk about Avondale. Um Avondale's coming off a really difficult loss to Brandon um in overtime. Um 47-37. Um Reagan Lawrence at 24 for them in that game. Um for Avondale, it's basically, it's Reagan Lawrence, Savannah Schmidt. That's basically what it is for them um, when you look at the Yellow Jackets. So that's something to really keep an eye on. Um, but Brandon is a, Brandon's not bad. I mean, they're not a bad team. It's just, but for Avondale, you know, they got a long way to go if they want to turn it around for them. Um, Back to the, um, back, I mean, like, Really, also, the rest of the league really has not, you know, I mean, the whole league was impacted by the by Tuesday's um, tragedy at Oxford. Um, so, and I know several teams are, have already got games scheduled to be made up. Um, Adams taking on um, Ortonville Brandon, I'll be back, I'll be in February. Um, and then Lake Orion, Stony Creek, those are two I know for sure. I haven't heard anything else if any of the other games have been made up. They're going to be made up as of yet. Um, so I'd be very curious to see what happens um, going forward um, in the girls' basketball ranks. So 
that's my thoughts on girls basketball. Um, let's go to more some boys basketball. Obviously, the um top um Scott Bernstein released um his rankings. Um, my um projections, all that are on the um boys basketball preview at Saginaw Bay forty six fifty at blockspot.com. Um, when you look at Scott Bernstein's top ten, and there's some that I agree with, there's some that I don't agree with. Um, I do agree with them on. You know, when you look at the best team in the league, I mean, like, and it's Ferndale, obviously. When you look at what Ferndale's got, um, obviously, when you look at the Eagles, I mean, it starts with Jason Drake, and, um, you know, it starts with, um, you know, and then, of course, they got, um, you know, when I look at Ferndale, obviously, this is a team that's really got, um, they're a really good team this year. I really think that Ferndale... They're going to do some damage this year. I mean, you know, when you look at what the Eagles have, I mean, they do return, um, they do return, um, they do return several players. I mean, like, um, I mean, obviously when you look at Adams, uh, no, when you look at Ferndale, I mean, this is a team that could do some, you know, I'm looking at it right now, Scott Bernstein's preview here, and I'm seeing to myself, okay. Ferndale, I mean, obviously, and Travion Lewis. I mean, that's the other one. Um, you know, but I think the key for Ferndale is going to be is, is their supporting cast? And when you look at, obviously, players like um, Cameron Reed, Kev Defoe, um, Chris Williams, um, I just think that people look at Ferndale and say, okay, Ferndale's a team that could do some damage. Um, you got Trey, I mean, like, besides those two. Um now, when you look at Ferndale, for me, the storyline for them is their postseason. Ferndale's postseason hopes is they're going to, they know they're going to have to eventually see Grand Rapids Catholic Central. They're going to have to see them because that's the team that Ferndale needs to match up with is Grand Rapids Catholic Central. I do like the fact that they are going west to Van Andel to play, um, in a classic, but for me to prove, and, and their schedule is difficult, and I get it. But for me, with this team, the team they have to play is definitely going to be is um is Grand Rapids Catholic Central because that's the team that beat them last year in the regional semifinals, and no, in the state semifinals. And that's if they if Ferndale wants to win a Division Two state title this year, they have to go through them. That's the bottom line. I mean, Ferndale obviously is the best team in the OA right now in boys basketball. I mean, and then, of course, you look at a team like Clarkston. You know, Clarkston's got, you know, they got a lot of experience back. I mean, Keegan Wasilic, I mean, he's the key that, he's the key for the Wolves this year. I mean, he's going to be the key. You got Zach Austin. Um, you got Mike DePillo. I mean, like, and then, of course, you have, um, the younger Scherler back as well. I mean, like, you look at Clarkston, this is a team that I think could do some significant damage this year as well. I mean, another team that could do some damage as well is North Farmington. I mean, obviously, the impact of Ryan Hurst and um, Prince Jackson coming over there from West Bloomfield and Farmington, respectively, that's a huge deal. I mean, that is a huge, huge deal. Um, So when you look at... When you look at North Farmington, obviously, this is a team that could do some damage. And, you know, North Farmington's that dark horse team to keep an eye on. 
But another team to watch for is Adams. I mean, when you look at Adams, obviously, you know, you you got to look at obviously the um the conditioning, the basketball shape of some of the players like um Brady Prescore, Nick Patera from, you know, after going through a grueling um state finals run in football. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how Adams does this year. I mean, you got John Ursay, you got Justice Mims, then you then you got Gunnar Walters coming back. I mean, like, you look at Adams. I mean, like, Adams, you know, once Prescorn and Patera get into basketball shape, this is going to be a really dangerous team. I mean, this is clearly going to be a really dangerous team. I really like what Coach Jared Thomas did over there. Um, he's really built that program. Um, so when you look at Adams, it's, this could be a really dangerous team. really is. Um, and then you look at, obviously, um, West Bloomfield, Farmington, um, they could be in for some struggling. They could they could struggle a little bit this year, both those teams. Um, in the white, you got Bloomfield Hills. I mean, like, you look at what the Blackhawks have. Um, Noah Adamchick, you got Ben Canty. You got, um, you know, you got others as well that can do some damage as well. I mean, you, I mean, you look at Bloomfield Hills. I mean, like, this is a very dangerous team that they got coming back. I mean... You know, when you look at them. Um, so, Bloomby Hill is a really interesting team to keep a real close eye on um, this year. Especially when you look at the talent that they got back. Um, when you look at the talent that um, Bloomby Hills has. I mean, obviously, Adam Chich. I mean, Ben Canty, Carson Brodsky. Um, you know, Derek Lee as well. I mean, like, they, they got players that played a lot of basketball on that team. I mean, they got a lot of experience on that team. And that matters in a in a division like this in the in the white. It's gonna matter. Um I think Bloomby Hills' toughest challenger in the white's gonna be Lake Orion. And I know Lake Orion's been through a lot since the um with the Oxford tragedy. And I know they've been and I know and I've noticed that in the last few scrimmages where they've struggled. Um you know but you know um but um and I know they're going through a lot right now. But when you look at the Dragons, I mean, like, obviously, it starts with Alden Ritt. I mean, it, everything starts and ends with Alden Ritt. I mean, that's what's gonna, that's who's going to carry Coach Joe Schroeder's team this year. And you obviously, you have Malachi Granberry. Um, you have um, DJ Morrow. You have Blake Lydell. Um, um, and then, of course, you have, um, they got some depth. I mean, like, when you look at Lake Orion, they do got some. But depth's going to be a big concern for this team. But, obviously, I think the key player is going to be Jeff Perkowski. If Perkowski plays well, I think this team is a little is, is much different. Now, yes, they did lose a lot. That is clear they lost a lot. I mean, from last year's talent pool. But I think with Lake Orion, um, I think this is a team that could do some damage this year. I really do. I mean, if things go right with this team... If they commit to the defensive end, um, play very similar to last year's style of play, then there's no reason why Lake Orion should, should challenge Moonpee Hills for the white. I mean, obviously you got Groves on there as well. You got Nick DeBose and um, I mean like Aaron, I mean Aaron DeBose and Nick Lutz. I mean, obviously for Groves, I mean like they're another team that could challenge. Um, and then you look at obviously um, and then you look at. 
um, Troy, obviously Darius Whiteside there. You got um, you got you got um Brody Park. I mean, you got Parker's. I mean, you got you know. Then you got. I mean, Troy's going to be a very interesting team. And then Stony Creek, you know, Stony Creek, you know, they're going to be. They could be in for a rough year, but they. But you know, Steve Norgrove teams are always tough. Um. So when you look at Stony Creek, you know, that white division is going to be really interesting. I mean, yeah, Bloomby Hills is the favorite, but don't count out Lake Orion at all. I mean, don't even count them out at all. Um, and then you look at the blue. I mean, Bert, I mean, Rochester's the favorite, obviously, with the experience they got back. Um, you look at the Falcons. I mean, this team really has um, a lot of experience. I mean, you know, and with Nick Ebola there taking over the program, um, Rochester could be a really interesting team they could be a real interesting team to watch and i think rochester could be a um you know rochester's a team to really really watch for this season i mean berkeley's another one to watch um especially with jacob sheriff um um really their only starter back i mean like but berkeley could be in for um but you can't count berkeley out especially with their sub varsity programs what they've done their sub varsity programs last year were really good. And I think they're going to be, that'll be a huge difference this season. I really do. Um, and then another team to watch for, and you got Troy Athens in there. I mean, Troy Athens is a team that I think could be a, um, a sleeper. I mean, you got Jonah Batardo there. You got Christian Jamona there. Um, I think the key for Athens is going to be Alex Justice. Um, Justice in the interior you know, he's got the full-fledged interior this year. You know, obviously you lose two very good players in Jacob Thornton and Michael Justice um, to graduation. So that's going to be the key for Troy Athens is going to be is can the Red Hawks get the interior play they need? And if that and if that happens, that's going to help Coach Dave Scott out this year, and I think that's going to make Troy Athens a player in the blue. Um, Oxford, you know, you know, with everything that's going on with them, um, they got a good team. I mean, Logan Rosansky's a really good player. Um, you know, they got Bryce Esmond's a really good big in the interior. Um, but when you look at the Wildcats, I mean, they got a really good freshman up on varsity. Um, they got a really good... Um, don't be surprised, in my opinion. I think Coach Steve Laidlaw's team... Is going to make a run at the white at the blue this year. I think with the everything that's gone on with Oxford, everything that's gone on with them, don't be surprised. And this is a bold statement. Here, don't be surprised by the end of February, Oxford is in the league title conversation. Don't be surprised because. They're going to be playing for an entire school and an entire community. And when you look at that, you know, I think when you look at Oxford, Logan Mrazanski, I think is going to have a really good year for them. I really, I really do. And I think Oxford's going to, they're going to be playing inspired. They're going to be playing inspired basketball. And that's when I look at what the Wildcats. Um, A&T, they're going to be, A&T's going to have some struggles this year. Um, and then Seaholm, 
is the other one I expect will have some struggles um, also this year as well. Um, but when I look at the blue division, Rochester obviously is a favorite. You got Berkeley, Troy, Athens, Oxford. Um, you know, I think right now the four top teams in that division right now. Um, and then, of course, you have the gold division, of course. Harper Woods, um, new coach in him, and a Tuan Porter. Um, his um, older brother Terrence is coaching as an assistant with him. Um, obviously, when you look at Harper Woods, I mean, this team, Harper Woods has traditionally been a really good basketball program. But last year was a really unusual year for them. I mean, they really struggled. I mean, now that, what helps them is that they got a lot of experience coming back. They have a lot of experience, and that helps. And and when you look at the um, rest of the gold, obviously Pontiac's going to be there. Obviously, I think Pontiac's a team to keep an eye on. Um, Avondale, I mean Avondale. There's a lot of things I really, really love about Avondale. I mean, when you look at the Yellow Jackets, um, this team could be a really dang, a sleeper in the gold this year. Um, they could be a sleeper in that division. Um. And then you look at, um, I mean, Royal Oak, you know, they're at a crossroads right now when I look at them. Um, Ferndale University has got a new coach in Sammy Hines. A lot of experience coming back. Um, so when you really look at at boys at the um, in the goal this year, um, Harper Woods has to be the favorite fought by Pontiac, Avondale, um, Royal Oak, and then Ferndale University. I mean, those are right now would be my order right now. Um, I did talk earlier about the red, obviously. I mean, I forgot to mention Oak Park. Um, when I look at the Knights, I mean, they got a lot of experience coming back. I mean, Coach Jareel Shepard, um, Durant Shepard's got a lot back, led, of course, by Juana Miller. Um, every time I think of Oak Park, and I'm, this is what I think of. When I look at the Knights, um, I can't get that feeling of that four-point play they gave up in overtime that tied the game up last year. And that was just mind-boggling for them, was the fact that they gave up that four-point play against UD Jesuit to Sonny Wilson, and that's what ended up costing them a, their district semifinal matchup last season. Oak Park's got a lot back. I mean, do I expect them to be... I mean, the problem that I have with Oak Park is the division they're in. I mean, Ashton Henderson's back. Um, you got Ozan Holiday, Sheehan Hutchins, Jason Harris, Daryl Blackman, and Robert Smith are also back as well. Um, of course, um, their freshmen are really talented. Um... And when I look at Oak Park, people ask me about them as, where do you have Oak Park at? I mean, especially when you look at in a division with Ferndale, Clarkston, um, North Farmington, Adams. Um, I would have Oak Park basically in that middle of the pack area right now when I look at them. I mean, yes, they're a good team. But I don't know if they're ranked nine in, in um in um Scott Bernstein's um um top ten. 
Um, I don't know if I could trust that. I mean, I know they're going to be good this year. I know that. But when I look at Scott Bernstein's top 10, I would have put Lake Orion in there. Because when I look at that top 10, I mean, when Lake Orion is, you know, when Lake Orion is, um, you know, when, when, when you look at that team, I mean, obviously with Alden Ritt, Malachi Granberry, um, DJ Morrow, um, they have a lot more experience, you know, when you look at Lake Orion. I mean, so if it, if it was, if, if it was me, you know, if I did my top 10 in the, in Oakland County, um, I would agree with most of those teams with the exception of, with the exception of Oak Park, I would put Lake Orion in there instead of Oak Park. I mean, and then that would be the top 10 I would see for Oakland County. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I mean, but that's just my take on it with the top 10, um, that Scott Bernstein, um, released, um, on Sunday. Um, really surprised at a couple of teams that he ranked in there. Um, but for me, the biggest one I would have switched in my opinion and, and would have been Oak Park and Lake Orion. Those are the two teams I would have switched, but you know, but. You know, but then again, you know, rankings don't usually mean a lot when you look at, um, they don't usually mean a lot when you, um, especially in wake of the, um, especially when the season starts. So it's a really good time, um, for basketball to start, um, you know, getting underway. Um, boy, girl season's already been in, have had a weekend. The boys are already working on, um are going to start this week. I mean, like starting on this Monday, um, you know, there's a lot of games on Tuesday to keep a real close eye on. Um, but when you look at this, when you look at the, um, when you look at the upcoming season, Ferndale's got a really good chance to really do some damage this year. I mean, they really do. Um, Clarkston, you know, I'm curious to see what they do. Um, obviously when you look at Adams, Lake, I mean, Adams would be very interesting in the red. North Farmington's another one. Um, and then when you look at the white, I think it's, I think right now, I would think it's Bloomfield Hills, Lake Orion, Groves um, right now. But, but we'll see. And then, and the blue, I think it's a four team race between, between Rochester, Troy, Athens, um, Berkeley, and Oxford. Um, those are the teams I really think are, could do really well this year. Um, and then in the gold, you got Harper Woods, um, followed by um followed by Pontiac, Avondale, um, Royal Oak, Ferndale University. So when you really look at the boys' season, um, there's a lot to be excited for coming into the year. Um, a lot to be excited for. Um my final thoughts, um, obviously I like to send my Heart and prayers to the community of Oxford. Um, we talked about Oxford earlier in the podcast. Um, you know about um the tragedy. Um, you know um obviously honoring the four. Um, so I really like to send um my heart and condolence and um prayers to the Oxford nation, the Wildcat nation. Um, for what they've had to go through this last week. Um, I mean like. We all, you know, when I look at, 
when I look at the um when I look at everything and it's been a really, really tough week. It's been a really difficult week, not only just in Oxford, but the surrounding community as well. OA Nation will always be there for Oxford. They will always be there. Um, no matter no matter where it is. I mean it's I mean like when you look at when you look at when you look at Oxford, they're a strong community. They are a strong, strong community. And no one Oxford, they're tough. They um you know, it's gonna it's there's gonna be a lot of healing. But um and I know and I know those four those four who passed away will never be forgotten. They will never be forgotten. Um my final thoughts, you know, um you know I hope everybody stays strong. Um stay strong, Oxford strong, um, Bobcat Nation. Here for you if you need anything. Um, remember, stay strong, and and um, God bless everybody. I will see you all next week, everybody. Take care, and God bless everybody, and, and especially God bless the city of Oxford.